Five. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. The Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. Is Vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect? Because Dal and Joey and I, uh, yeah. We got too much to talk about and not nearly enough time to do it in three hours, so... And we kind of glutton for punishments that we are. So it's kind of the way that it is. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Triple all over the place. You can find me under that name, S-H-U-J-I-N. And for that one screwball out there, yes, it is easy to find my information. Imagine that. Somebody that's been out in various fandoms for 15 years who really is too old to care. Oh, please. It's kind of an inside joke. Some people know about that. One of those people that knows about it is uh, Dallin, just uh, outside of Calgary over there, up left-hand corner of the North American continent. Hi! Wow, and here I thought last night I had trouble with my shtick. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's, uh, there's, there's reasons of kind of... I'll talk about that just briefly in a, in a second. And from the Midwest of the U.S., Bridget... Hi, how are you? Hi. It was like 98 barbarian freedom units earlier. Okay, that's... That, okay, that's... Funny you should say that. Uh, because there was a... Uh, I forwarded a video on Facebook that's that's made the rounds, you know, usually does this time of year. And it was the two guys who were... Uh, out in their backyard, one guy's Canadian is oh yeah, yeah, and another guy's American. <laughs> he's just like you know, well, what do you guys have got to to enjoy for being Canadian? And goes and he runs down the whole list of stuff. And one of the items is uh, you know the metric system. And one of my things was I for one would love to have the metric system. And Sam Mulvey, love you, man. I don't say that lightly. Trust me. Had gone ahead and said that uh, he will pry the he will pry Fahrenheit from his cold, dark, um, dead, thirty-two degree Fahrenheit hands, <laughs> and I countered that with, uh, "Don't you mean about seventeen degrees Celsius? Because that's actually room temperature. So if you're dead, I mean." Wondering how many people actually got that, but it's it's a it's a great video. I should I should find it on YouTube and link it. It's a it's a, it's a great moment there. Anyway, I, I'm drinking the last of my wine from uh, the bottle. I did not drink any today, but this this is this is what's left of the bottle that had been opened. So, um, skull. I guess I don't know. So, of course, as everyone's, everybody, thank you very much for being with us. And, of course, if you are live, you can always join us on the group chat, which is uh, going on right now. Stephanie, good morning. So, yeah, it's just the three of us at the moment. Uh, so, let me explain about this, because Bridget knows nothing about this. Dallin kind of knows a little bit about this. Hmm. So, apparently... Somebody on Second Life decided that they were going to do their their um, their Uber uh, script kitty flex and threaten somebody else and say that um, 
you know, look, I found all this information about Shujin Tribble, and I found this picture of, of uh, him and his kid, and see all this information that I got about him. Well, you know, you should be nice to me because I can I can use all these these script kitty flex moments so I can I can find information on you and I'm not doxing him because you know you're being nice to me so far so you keep being nice to me I won't dox him so they brought the information over to me and they're just like um is this a is this a picture of you and forwarded the picture over to me and I'm just like um why don't you just drop the nice piece of it all and just tell me what the hell's going on because, you know, I'm too old for this. Well, this person kind of did this and said that they would dox and, and the whole thing. And I'm just like, okay, wait a minute. This person found, found this picture that I have posted publicly on my Twitter feed that I talk about constantly, incessantly. That is under at Shujin Tribble. How many Shujin Tribbles are there out there on Twitter? I can tell you. How many tiny Tribbles are there out there? Well, actually, there's, there's two of them. That's why my tiny Tribble had to get a different one than the other person's, which was annoying. Damn it. Anyway. And it's like, wait a minute. You're threatening somebody with information that was publicly available, is is well known. Uh, I will admit that I'm kind of... Uh, Dallin, you might, you might kind of back me up on this one. I think it's safe to say that he, I may not be um, a popufer, as the expression goes, but it's safe to say that I'm a semi-public figure in the furry fandom. Wouldn't you say... I'd say in so much as some people in the fandom go, yeah, you, you definitely um, are a little more, you have a little more notoriety than, than many others, I would say. That's, thank you, that makes me feel better. So, you know, I, I basically told this person, look, um, tell them uh, to eat shit. And then send them over to me so that I can tell them personally to go ahead and eat shit, too. Because flexing that you've got all my information, um, dude, trying to find my information is child's play if you know what the hell you're doing. Please. Be, I mean, it's just really. You see, what I'm wondering is. Is is there a particular? Oh, okay. You know what? I'll come right out and say it. Um, have you been accused of wrong think recently? Recently, hell no. Have, have, well, have you um, have you posted anything that would be you know triggering of the mob or that could you know possibly get you canceled or maybe you have triggered somebody's fifi somewhere? Um, I, I guess what I'm trying to figure out is that, okay, if this waste of space went through all this trouble, and I'm trying hard not to laugh at this point, <laughs> um, to to collect all your personal information and do what exactly? 
Yeah. See, that that's just it. I mean, <sighs> you know, I think Joey would respect me on this one. If you're going to pull out a gun, you better be ready to use it. Yeah. And you also better know damn well that the other guy either doesn't have a gun or doesn't feel like using it because chances are it's going to blow up in your face. Yeah. Um, the, the most annoying thing that I might've posted was, uh, was it earlier today? I think it was or yesterday, whatever. There was a video that had uh, gone around uh, again on Twitter and it was about why there seems to be a lot of uh, fireworks in protest areas. You know, the idea that the police have been um, seeding fireworks in different areas so that they could have an excuse to, you know, go break up illegal fireworks use. Because, I mean, that wouldn't happen. And my... uh, my thing about it was I had forwarded it also. And I have also seen the things that say, you know, just because your timeline has gone back to something resembling normal doesn't mean the protests have stopped. So my answer to that whole thing was, this is not over. This is not even a pause. This is a juggernaut. Black Lives Matter defund the police, hashtag, hashtag, stay safe, my sisters and brothers. I mean, those people that understand what juggernaut is, besides, you know, the whole meme of it all, well, I mean, yeah, you could kind of go with that. But it's, you know, all the stuff that's been going on, it's not going to be stopping anytime soon. So, uh, I'm sorry, I kind of got away from the, the question that you were asking. Uh, did I do anything triggering to people? I sure as hell hope so. Because as far as I'm concerned, they can eat shit. Or go pound dirt, or whatever it is. I could use the other expression, but it's too early. I don't want to be dropping any F-bombs just yet. Hm. Not yet. I mean, we can we can, we can can do that in two weeks. Yeah, two weeks, because I screwed up the numbering. I I, I put uh, 319 originally. It's actually eight. I screwed up. I'm sorry. Whatever. I fixed it. My my, my point is, if someone's going to go out there and try to be a hero in that respect, I would think there has to be a reason. You know, like, okay, trying to prove you're cool by like, hey, look what I've got. I'm I'm like, okay, and? Yeah. What's what is the goal? What what is your end game? Oh, hold on. Are you trying to? I'm so sorry to button like this. What's the matter? Do you actually understand like what the word like triggering means? Yes, yes, we do. So why would you hope to do that? Yep, I sure do. Yeah, just actually have someone here who actually has. Bridget saying yes, yes, we do. um... Yes, I I absolutely do. (laughs) I have yes. Okay, for 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 the folks. For the folks that are listening to it after the fact, my little one popped over, and he's concerned about using the expression triggering and triggered, and understandably so. But see, the problem of it is, what I'm what I'm making reference to is, whoever this little script kitty that thinks that 
the picture of us in the car from graduation is somehow some kind of privileged knowledge somehow. As far as I'm concerned, if if I've gone ahead and I've made them squirm for some stupid reason, for whatever reason, after the fact, backwards from the fact, because they're trying to use us as like some kind of bargaining chip, yeah, you know what, as far as I'm concerned, they can just... They can just piddle away, and that's... I'm using it in a very derogatory term towards a very specific individual. Okay. Trust me, I am much nicer in real life. In, in You know, <laughs> well, I, I, I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm really nice and well, I'll, much nicer. I'll, I'll contest that one a little bit. <laughs> now, okay, now wait a second. Okay, now just... How far? How how far are we into? We're t- we're ten minutes into. You know what? Fine. Fuck you. You know what? Fine. That's the way it's. You didn't hear. Don't tell. Don't don't tell your mom I said that. Anyway, yes, he's over here. So Hi, high school high school graduate right over here. And That's me. Yes. <laughs> They're saying hi. Hi. Anyway. Love you. No, sorry. That's <laughs> fine. You. I love you. Go the hell away. This is this is what I get. See, I say this now, and then when he goes off to school, you know, I'm gonna be like, "Listen, all right, whatever, we'll we'll deal with that later." No, you can't. No, you're not allowed to. Call, you're not allowed to call me while I'm in the middle of a show. <laughs> why not? Oh, jeez. <laughs> and now, here we go. And now he's asking me why not. I don't know. There, there's you gonna know be what? the frequent call. Holy crap, crap the phone cast right there. What? <laughs> what? Okay, bye. Okay, bye. I love you. Love you. Matane. <laughs> this is what I need. Uh yeah, okay. So to go along with that, by the way, there is the possibility that uh alright, for those of you that have been following along, holy crap the phone cast. Had an actual proper dry run this week, and it worked. It worked exactly the way that it was supposed to. I didn't get a phone call, but on on the other on the off chance that it did, you know everything was working. We tested that out, but I was able to talk for an hour, almost an hour straight, all on my own, and kept a cohesive idea through the whole thing. So that's let me tell you. If you think that ain't tough, you ain't tried. There's a there's a there's a show on BBC Radio, yes, called Just a Minute, and um, it's a game show with four contestants and the host. The idea is one of the contestants gets a topic. It could be a, a single word, could be a, a simple phrase, and the rules are you are supposed to talk about whatever the subject is for one minute without hesitation, deviation, or repetition. And if you think that is not challenging, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. It is delicious fun and my wife and I used to love listening to it on NPR back in the day. And I can say it that way because, you know, well, she was alive then, which made it much more entertaining to talk about the show as it was going on, as you can probably imagine. Um, 
give him a mic and let him join in. You know, funny enough, uh, we we thought about that once before, and uh, he was not really up for it at the time. But he's he's always welcome to join us sometime if he wanted to. But that's it's a whole other issue for later. Well. You know, not not trying to shift gears too much here, but um, I well, we're still we're still in the middle of opening the show. But oh, did I find something? <laughs> I found something that we could talk about afterwards because y- you know how I've said before: once in a while, you'll see a news article, and like my, myself, you know, I go looking for the stupid stuff. I go looking for the WTF content. Yeah. Yeah, you do. And sometimes <laughs> it shows up on a covered silver platter being served to me by, okay, a, a particular anthropomorphic animal who I really can't describe on this show at this point because we're not power of 10. Anyways. Later. Later. Um, I'm, okay. It, um, would, 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 this be, would this be a character as designed by Gideon, perhaps? No, I don't exactly okay. swing that way. That, um, well, I mean, never mind. Yeah, you know, I, I'm thinking of a, of a particular Kieran you and I know with, um, you know, just wearing a French maid outfit. If she's listening. That's holy crap, the vlogcast, 1300 Elmwood <laughs> Avenue, Buffalo, New York, 14222. Dial carefully yeah. and good luck. Yeah, to, to my point, yeah. sometimes sometimes an article is is served up as such. Mm. And I think I found one. But we'll get to that. Okay. Well, with that uh, with, with that being said, how about I just uh, go ahead and uh, and get us actually properly rolling. And as an aside, by the way, we do not have a horrible scope this week because I lost track of days. And I forgot to do it. Oh, well. So anyway... So with five minutes on the clock, let me get us rolling over here. Your five-minute freestyle starts right now. Carl, in this case, yeah, I know. Some people are thinking to themselves, okay, well, you know, w- what is it about uh, Carl? Well, I mean, it could be Carl Sagan, Carl Castle. Actually, the two of them have got something in common. They're both dead, which is kind of disappointing. Carl Castle was uh, the announcer on Wait, Wait. Don't Tell Me on NPR, which was a lot of fun. And, of course, Carl Sagan, you know, incredible science communicator. Wonderful personality, a gentleman, and um, quite literally lived underground in Ithaca, because that's where it lived. Anyway, anyway, be that as it may. In this case, Carl is Carl Reiner. We lost him at the tender age of 98 years old. And, you know, what a, what a jip. 98 years. That's it? Really? That, that's, that's all we're allowed to have with this? The man was comedic genius. Seriously, if you look up the information on him, on his career, on IMDb, the fact that he kept busy for literal Decades was absolutely unfathomable to me. You know, he's been 
an incredible influence on a lot of people. And one of the shows, one of the most noteworthy shows was, of course, the Dick Van Dyke show. He was the guy who started it. He was the one who was one of the primary writers and editors on it. He he loved the hell out of that show. And it showed. It was, in a lot of ways, one of the first real meta shows, if you think about it. The whole point of it was, it was the life story of what was happening with Dick Van Dyke, or Rob Petrie, his wife, eventually their kid, and Rob's job, which was as a TV comedy writer. That's what they were doing. Maury Amsterdam, Rosemarie, they were they were a great they were a great trio. It was it was amazing. And even to today, you look at this stuff, admittedly, you know, black and white, old resolutions, but so much fun. It's hard to look at these shows and not be impressed with how much fun they were obviously having. It's great to watch. And Carl... Carl did something that was almost unheard of with that show at the time. He took them off the air when they were still at their peak. Yeah, it sounds weird, doesn't it? What You know, you, you want to have the run as long as possible. And he basically said, look, you know what? There, there's nothing else that we can do. There's, there's nothing else to do. We've done it. We don't need to do anything more. Let's just, let's just go out now. On top. Just call it. And the rest of the guys were, you know, they were unhappy that it was going to be coming to an end. But they still recognized that, you know what? You're right. What else are we going to do? We've done it. We're here. We've been on the top of the game for long enough. There's no reason to stay. Let's just give it over to somebody else. So they did. Carl had a great relationship with one of the other living legends, still living legends. And that's Mel Brooks. The two of them did amazing work together. They poked fun at the Nazis, the actual World War II SS Gestapo Nazis, 20 years after the war ended. Just 20 years. They got away with it. You want to know why? Because for them, the way to completely disarm all of that pain and suffering was to make it the butt of a joke. And they were able to do that in such a way that even today we can look at it and laugh. We're going to miss you, Carl. Thank you for almost a hundred years of genius and levity.
This is episode 318 on the docket, Your Honor. Happy birthday. And yeah, I have to move everybody's uh, names around on the screen because we are now joined by Joseph over in Paris, France. Good morning. You made it. Yeah, good morning. Sorry, I just woke up a few minutes ago. No worries. I was I was at a 4th of July picnic or picnic or barbecue last night. Uh Um Okay. I could see you doing a 1st of July, you know, for Canada Day. Uh I could see you doing one, you know, in a week and a half or so for Bastille Day, but uh 4th of July, really? That's that's like a a thing. Uh, well, America, there's quite a few American expats here, so. And, uh, let's face it, you don't really need an excuse to party, but having one helps. Yeah, as, 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 then again, I mean, I, I, I had to think about it for a couple seconds, and I suddenly realized, I mean, for the French to go ahead and enjoy, um, you know, 4th of July. Something that stuck it to the British. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's that. that. Yeah. I can, I can, I can see that, you know, an opportunity to, to yell out, you know, pluck you. Uh, there's, there's a handful of people that actually understand that reference and, and you know, thank you. You're welcome. Anyway. So yeah, uh, it, it's, uh, it, it's good to have you. Yeah. So like I, uh, like I put in the, uh, in the show notes, you know, Canada day was uh, January 1st. Independence Day here in the United States is the 4th of July. And during this week, typically, you know, from the 1st through, give or take, the 7th, you know, roughly a week, it's usually, usually the Friendship Festival. But, um, you know, uh, I had uh, I had a couple friends of mine look, looking up to try to find out what uh, what fireworks displays are going on municipal. And with, with all the lockdowns and whatnot, all the municipal firework displays are um, non-existent this year. So normally we would have driven, you know, from from where we are outside of Buffalo and literally circled the city of Buffalo because you can actually go, okay, get this, go north on the 190 which brings you around the west side of Buffalo, along the water, so you can see I could throw a rock and possibly hit the Canadian border. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Careful. Um, that could be seen as an act of aggression, and you could be the victim of a cobra chicken strike, just saying. Yeah, I know, I know. But it would be right near the Peace Bridge, so, you know, eh, I, I don't know about that. Okay, so... Go up the west side on the 190, turn around and come to the, let me see, east, turn east on the 290, which then brings you around the east side of the city, and then go west on the 90, which then brings you around the bottom side, and then south from there to meet up with the point that you started at. So you go north, and then you go east, and then you go west, 
and you're right back where you started from as far as the roadways are concerned. It's stupid. Welcome to Buffalo. <laughs> but, um, yeah, normally speaking, we would have gone out, like I said, but, uh, you know, this year, just, nah, it's just not going to be worth it. Although, I did use the little cheap-ass uh, grill out here with a lot of charcoal, and um, uh, I did a lot of work on, uh, uh, did a lot of work on meat. So that's, that, that's something at least. Anyway, oh, I can, I'm sorry, yes? Yeah, I see on the news that uh, somebody was awake partying last night because it looks as though um, Kanye West is running for president. Yeah. He made he a is. tweet at 2.38 a.m. July 5. Yeah, just as I was coming into the office to get fired up here, uh, my my tablet chirped at me, gave me a tweet, uh, you know, news notification that, that, yes, Kanye West is looking to write himself on the ticket for the 2020 presidential election. Now, some states, he's already too late to run under Republican, but there are some that would accept him to run as an independent. Okay. Did Ralph Nader teach you nothing? Uh, hold, hold that thought one second. Ralph at least was running with an organized um, campaign. Not a good one by a stretch, but it, it, was, it was an organized campaign. Somehow yeah. I get the funny feeling that, uh, n- no, probably not. I don't, I don't expect Kanye's going to have a, a very, yeah. Well, it, it's going to do one of two things. Either it's going to be, no, it can't even be that. I, I was going to say it could be, you know, fodder for Saturday Night Live, but no, it can't even be that because of, you know, current current climate. But he could pull quite a few votes from one of the two political parties that, you know, actually do have a chance of, of winning and could upset and could cause an upset in some places. That's again, I'm, I'm just, I'm talking potential here. No, I got you. I got you. Yeah. You know, um, I guess wait and see how it turns out for yeah, Joe. I, I'm, not, I'm not throwing my I'm not throwing my tinfoil hat up or anything like that. Uh, my guess is the Kardashians are, are out of money. Uh, Yeezy's bank account isn't doing so hot, so you know he figured he'd do this to drum up a little more popularity. I'm wondering when his next album's going to drop. You know, maybe it'll be Yeezy 2020 or some crap like that. Could be. Um, yeah, 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 define, uh, de- define drop. Uh, yeah, so uh, sorry. Uh, I, I've seen this before, uh, most notably Janet Jackson. Uh, we all remember the infamous wardrobe malfunction, yeah, which got her name back in the news because people chase the shiny. This is not just a furry thing or a fox thing for that matter, everybody chases the shiny object. Don't start. Hey, don't ask me why I've got these beads over here. I don't even remember. 
I ain't flashing you nothing. They're Anyways. Really, it's not like you would anyway. It's not you've you don't exactly have a camera on or nothing. Besides, for me, it's just um, okay. Look, I haven't shaved in a couple of days. Okay, I look terrible. Anyways, my point is, um, if I remember correctly, not long after that whole thing with the Super Bowl, uh, Janet Jackson released an album. So there was a lot of people saying that, oh, okay, so she basically had the wardrobe malfunction to get her name back in the spotlight just in time for her album to be released so that it actually had a snowball's chance in hell of actually selling something because notoriety. Well, I don't remember I don't remember anything off of it. So could Kanye be doing the same thing? Nah, why would somebody do something like that? That would be wrong. Um yeah, exactly. Remember me? The cynic of the yeah, group? Well, yeah, but honestly, I mean People have done less for a freaking Klondike bar, okay? Oh, God, I'd really like some ice cream right about now. Uh, well, tomorrow. looking at the time of this, of Kenya's post, um, yeah, well, you ever wake up uh, in the morning after a party and just wonder, holy shit, what the fuck did I do last night? <laughs> The only tattoo I did, I the only tattoo I own, I, I got done while I was sober. Thank you very much, and yep. I have witnesses. Okay. So, yep. you and me both. Well, but but I, I I hear you on that one, Joseph. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Kanye. Kanye's uh, wake up. This what's morning. the old um? What, but it's all it's, over uh, the fucking Facebook. It's all it's everywhere. Yeah. What, what's the um? What's the Robert Williams thing? Uh, you have a couple of rum drinks. You're in the Navy, boy. <laughs> Did you enjoy your rub drink, smartass? Hey. <laughs> and this is why pewter mugs have got a glass bottom. Thank you very much. Anyway, um, oh, because I've completely, with everything going the way that it has, um, yeah, completely missed it. I didn't go looking up information about Reef Badawi this week. Sorry, it's been a little. Helter Skelter this week. As of the recording of tonight's show with no new news, it has now been eight years, 18 days, since Rafe was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes. Our hopes, our thoughts are still with you and your family. We are still waiting. So I got all that done. I'm doing good. So, the idea for tonight was kind of to talk a little bit about you know, the stuff that is still good for us. We know for well here in the U.S., a whole bunch of stuff has just gone to shit. We know that. We are painfully well aware of that. But there's still some good. We know for well that, you know, not nearly the same level of derptitude has been going on on the north side of the border, but we know for well there's been some stuff but there's still a lot of great and you know for all the arguments and for all the protests that have been happening in France France has still got a lot of really good to it too so yeah we're going to acknowledge the bad stuff 
But I think it's probably worthwhile for us to kind of remember it ain't all bad. Not by a long shot. First off, the item that uh, was brought to my attention last night, which was, and I, I, I only just thought about it right now, which was an article that I had forwarded along so that uh, Dallin could take a look at it, which was the idea of somebody had done a revision, I guess is probably the best way of putting it, of the Canadian flag, instead of having just solid red, to include... um, I'm trying to remember what the terminology was for it, because I, I can't... I can't look it up right now because I don't have the link. Um, I think it was it. It, it is some. It, it was a uh, an addition or inside the red they would be willing to put or that they wanted to put um, some indigenous iconography, and it, it had a meaning to it. Like it actually, yeah, it had a symbolic meaning to it. Um, yeah, for instance, uh, in the maple leaf, there was the a whale, a killer whale, orca. I think it's what it uh, was. I'm not sure. I forget. But uh, the sides, if I remember right, there was an actual translational meaning to it, which was something yeah, that, along that's the what lines I was of, talking about. Yeah, yeah, which was something along the lines of basically. Um, I'm I'm highly paraphrasing here for a second. Something along the lines of you know we all stand stronger together, or something like that. Uh, yeah. I mean, completely missing it, but you know the overall meaning. To me, it was beautiful. It's great. And the idea that somebody would bring up such an idea in the first place. Oh, wow. I, I think that's just absolutely. I thought I thought that was beautiful. And design wise, it was pretty cool looking. Shoot, I'm gonna have to find that link now. Aren't I? <laughs> uh, hold on, hold on. Maybe. Oh, that's right. Um, I would have had it in the. Um, uh, I would have had I it in the it. Discord. Yeah, I've got it. Okay. Um, I'll have to remember to put that into the uh, into the show notes for later. It, it was it was gorgeous. Um, yeah, I. It's, um, it's not a new design, uh, and it was designed by a guy by the name of. Uh, Oh boy, I'm, I'm going to butcher this, so I do apologize. But um, <laughs> with all the stuff that we've gone through on Friday yeah, night, trying to describe, try to try to talk well, through words. Hey, hey, hey! This is my flag I'm talking about here, so I'm trying to be respectful. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. That's um, fair. Uh, Molidzas Curtis Wilson. Um, apparently, it's not a new design, but uh, in light of all the stuff that's been happening over the past, uh, well, since March, really. Um, you know the the, the push. Uh, has has come, uh, you know that maybe this should be looked at. Um, and I like this: the flag doesn't necessarily replace the symbology of the one we're used to, but rather blends it with indigenous symbols. Um, okay, the on on either side, those symbols were salmon. Oh, yeah, and it's. Um, uh, they represent community, community, strength in numbers, and family. And the maple leaf in the middle is filled with an orca and a traditional split um, U-shaped designs. Uh, while it's often called Canadian native flag, the art piece actually has an indigenous name which translates to 
standing together in support of each other. Oh, okay. Okay, so I was I was I had the general idea feel. I just yeah. didn't have the the right the right where it came from. Yeah. Still very um, cool. Yeah, let me toss that into our chat here to see you've got it. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um looking here yeah i put that over in the uh, uh over in the live chat too so that uh, folks can take a look at that at the yeah. same time i'll make sure it's in the show notes later hmm. yeah one of the reasons why i thought about it and i was really impressed with it is that uh Dallin, i know that you've you've railed against uh you know what i don't know i don't know if against is the right word for it you've railed on the topic of each administration every year making apologies to the indigenous peoples mm-hmm. and that it's forgive me if I'm putting words into your mouth and, and, and please correct me that it's like, look fine. Apologies are done. Can we just finally move off from this topic? I mean, am I, the way I see it done is it's lip service to um, like the, the, the name that comes up most for me is a gentleman by the name of Ovid Mercredi, who was part of, he was the head of the first nations political arm at the time. And he was the one to whom that prime ministers were expected to make the apology, you know, and it just, it seemed to be a trend that every administration that would come in would, have to make that same apology. And originally, now here's here's the interesting part. My my original part was okay, look, can we move on? I mean, how many more times do we have to apologize? But after listening to a few people and learning a little bit more and understanding why there's the apology. Like when Heretic Woman came out here, we went to a uh, convention. And one of the things about that they were talking about was education reform and the subject of charter or crap. What are they called? They were a school run largely by religious organizations, the Anglicans most, most notably parochial where they, no, no, no. They, they would pull native children away from their oh, land okay. or from their reserves. Okay, I know which, uh, I know and, the kind of thing you're talking about. I just don't remember the word either. Yeah, I, I want to say provincial schools, or I was going to say something else, but I can't remember the, the the actual name of it off the top of my head. But needless to say, this was crap. What they did was cruel. It was terrible. From a religious aspect, they probably had, they probably thought they were doing the right thing, but and, they they were actually stripping people of their heritage. And to be fair, um, stuff like this also happened with the native. I don't know what the right term for it would be, but the native Americans by the United States of American people doing yeah. similar things also. So we are, yeah. we are not clean on this angle either. So uh, just you know, and, and this is something I always find interesting is, you know, a lot of Canadians look at what's going on down there right now. And, you know, 
we hear about the, the racism, we hear about all of this and we go, well, you know, it's a good thing. We're not like that. And all the natives behind him are going, oh, really? So yes, we, we do have, we, we've got our problems up here. And I think that I, I honestly think the main reason a lot of Canadians look down their nose the way they do at organizations like Black Lives Matter and those go and, you know, say, well, you know, we're, we're not that kind of racist. It's because when you look at the exposure, like me personally, I, I can only go anecdotal here for myself. The two black people I knew growing up were both Filipino. They were literally the only two black people in the entire town that I grew up in. I might add, great families. I was friends with them right up until I graduated and actually ran into them, ran into one of them a few years back. All smiles, hugs, everything was awesome. Anyway, what we had to deal with in my town were indigenous people, natives. We saw them at their worst. You know, they committed crimes against my family. They actually broke into one of my, into my cabin and stole stuff. They were, and I'm just saying, this is what we saw. This is what we grew up. And this is what was impressed upon a young mind. And it's hard to shake that. Like it's, and if, if that's what, you know, if people in other cities are dealing with, you know, black people doing the same thing when they were children. I can see how it's hard to shake that because I, to this day, I still, like, I I don't visibly tense, but it's like, you know, I I just get that little sort of uncomfortable feeling when I'm dealing with, with people of native origin. It's not them. It's me though. I know that I acknowledge it and I'm trying my best to do better for it because the person standing across from me is really just another human being, you know? Yeah. My long-winded way, way of saying, originally I said, can't we just move on? But now, learning everything I've learned, my thought is, can we, just do, can we do something past an apology and actually start working on making things a little better? You know? Thank you. Believe it or what, not, what? Yeah, what, believe believe it or not, what I was gonna, what I was hoping to get to, was exactly that piece, that maybe this kind of symbology, this kind of actual working togetherness, socially, would be a really great step in the right direction for. Okay, we need to take more, uh, we need to take more direction from you guys. Because um, we kind of stepped in stuff really badly and we really shouldn't have. And now's the time for us to actually make right. Well, you see, that's the thing. Like, like I, I hear a lot of people, and I've actually removed a bunch of other twitheads recently, you know, saying that this country is a mistake. If you speak English, you're a mistake. This is a mistake. We should We should never have come here. We should do this. Look, I hate to say this to anybody who's about to, you know, fly off the handle and go cancel culture on us. We're not going back. No. Okay. I was born here. 
To tell me to go home means I am home. Shujin, I imagine it's the same for you. Well, for me, it's, you know, it's the old country. Brooklyn. So, you know, it's it, it's it's a little bit... I don't... My point dance. I, I really don't want to go back to Brooklyn. Bridget, same thing with you, right? You were born here? Yeah, I was I was born here. Okay. So... But, uh, you know, do you have native uh, ancestry on my mom's side? Uh, well, uh, my mother was full-blooded Native American, so, yeah. Yeah, okay. And actually, I'm still waiting on my ancestry stuff. Um, I, I mailed that out a few weeks ago, and they, they've actually started processing it. Anyways. Yes, I did the ancestry thing, okay? <laughs> no, I'm... I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. I have I have two, and uh, yeah. yeah, I have some indigenous... Yeah. No, I'm 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 kind of smiling a little bit about it because but the uh, other other half was from England and just as English as they could be. I mean, just as yeah. white. <laughs> but 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 the thing is, okay. we we here, uh, Joseph being the exception because he was born here, but he moved over there. We don't have, you know, a European country that we can go back to. And expect to be welcomed with open arms. But, but if you think about it, those of us like you know me, I, I my dad's side came from the UK. I can trace them back to the 1500s. Yeah, I would have a better time being dumped off in the UK than if you took an African American person and dumped them off in Africa, where they don't know the culture, they don't speak the language, and. Yeah, so yeah, I, I, I got okay, okay. comparison. I would be lucky. I, st- I would still be privileged. Okay, how about this then? Because um, I can speak English, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, my ancestry is Norwegian. Mm-hmm. I don't speak a word of it. Yeah, so you would have a really hard time if you were to get dumped off in in uh, Norway. Exactly. And just told to suck it up and you know go home. Yeah. Same thing. I imagine Susan, if you were, if you ended up getting booted to Italy, for the most part, yes. Yeah. I still have, for, for what it's worth, I had two years of Spanish: seventh grade, tenth grade. Admittedly, it's a long time ago now, but I've still got a little bit that's kind of still in me. And when, uh, and when my wife and I went to Japan, uh, she had a little bit of Japanese that she learned. I learned a little bit from her, and her uncle didn't speak a great deal of English, but it turned out we could both sort of communicate together in Spanish halfway around the world. So that was a great drive back from Narita Airport, let me tell you. Yeah. yeah, but <laughs> but my point is But but yes, your 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 point is well that's good. not home though. No, I mean, yeah, it's, no, it's not. It's not by long shot. Can, left. And and that's what I'm saying, is that we can we can yell and scream about what happened in the past. Yeah. But we can't change it. No. And Sitting there commiserating about the past is not going to improve your situation other than maybe give you a bit of a dopamine hit for 
you know, you know, you understand my brother, you know, you, you might get that, but it's not going to move you forward. So the questions you got to ask is it's not, what we should be saying is, and I can't believe I'm saying this like, okay, look, we came, we saw, no, our ancestors came, they saw, they did what we did. We're here now. What can we do to make it better for all? And what we need to do is we need to sit down with people and say, okay, what sucks and what can we improve on? Now, it sounds easy, but we know it's not. We know it's not because, no, because there are political interests. No, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. There are ideological things. You know, there are people out there right now that are basically cranking a batch in their shorts at all the chaos that's going on because all they want to do is tear tear it all down because what is out there is against their doctrine. Um, uh, no, hold on. You want to rip down Confederate statues? Fine. You start ripping down emancipators, people who fought for that particular cause. If those are going down, there's a problem or there's something else going on. Well, what I was going to go with is that um, I'm trying to figure out how to uh, how to word this properly. At the risk of it sounding like I'm trying to make some kind of a jab at uh, at last month, which I'm not. There is also a certain level of pride involved. If there's one thing that we've learned over our combined years is that you kick somebody in their you kick somebody in their pride puppy, they're gonna have a real bad reaction. And somehow a lot of the stuff that's been going on, people are getting kicked in their pride puppy. But I don't know that it's not deserved. I, I hope that I'm actually getting that a- across correctly. I know what you're saying. And I understand the anger with what's the anger behind a lot of what's been going on. But there have been instances where it seems no longer about the message, but rather about the mayhem. Where they're no longer trying to make a statement. They're just tearing stuff down because it feels good. There's a, um, I don't know. I don't know if the rest of you guys had seen it. Um, oh shoot. What the hell was his name? Um, last week, this week, last week tonight, um, John Oliver. Crap. I have to find, I'm going to have to find that one now. He did a, he did a piece relatively recently that had uh, a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of stuff to do with with all the protests and everything going on and and I, I promise you we're going we're going to be moving on from from the the heavy heavy so we can actually get to the lighter stuff don't worry about it we'll get we'll get there promise but he ended the piece with not himself talking it through but 
leaving it to a video of somebody from one of these protest areas. And to sum it up, she basically said, there is a social contract that we all are supposed to work with. And you folks broke the contract with us. The people of color, African-American, Latino, um, the, the minorities. You broke the contract. And you don't want to acknowledge it. You don't even want to acknowledge that there is even a problem. So as far as I'm concerned, we can just burn all this stuff down because you're the ones who broke this contract in trying uh, in and just decided killing us was okay. Now I'm going to have to find that in order to, in order to put it into the, the show notes and everything so that everybody can take a look at, but, um, you know, as much as I also don't want to see people being destructive like that, I have to say it this way, considering some of the stuff that we've learned and the, the, the truths that we grew up with that have been tainted with the facts to borrow from Golden Girls, you know, the fact that, the fact that uh, there hasn't been an all-out war at this point, and and I'm speaking from like the the good old mafia days of wars, hasn't been happening yet. I am still actually surprised that that hasn't happened yet. So, you know, I don't know. There's um, there's a lot in all of that that um, maybe maybe we see about a, a, a different dive night for that because there's 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 a lot that's still kind of being digested on my part well and the thing about breaking the contract it's still being broken yes and that's the problem even now even with you know, uh, Trump's speech that he gave last night. His whole campaign at this point, what he's running on now is, you know, to, to borrow the phrase white power. That's exactly what he's running on. And he made it abundantly clear last night. So, I mean, as long as that contract is still being broken, they're still going to be pissed as hell. And they're, you know, angry. Yeah, um, there was also a graphic that was used uh, that was brought to my attention. Uh, I can't do it on my computer. I can't do it on my main computer. But, um, hey, I can do it on my uh, thingy over here. If I can just just find it. Uh, Let me find the...
yeah, give me a just give me a couple of seconds. I'm posting this into our chat. Yep, there it is. Oh yeah, I saw this. Yeah, a link I want to post too, but yeah, I'm gonna put this into the uh, uh, into the live chat also because this was just. I know I said I was gonna be moving on from the heavy stuff, but I'm sorry. This just oh, you know the the idea of this sob, um, using a design that is very clearly a direct ripoff of Third Reich iconography. Mm-hmm. I saw that. I mean, you could make an argument that the iconography harkens back to the old heralds of the Roman Empire. That still is not a good combination right there. I, I, I still have a real hard time looking at this and thinking to myself, yeah, anybody that knows anything about um, design, especially historic iconography, has to look at this and go, uh, point of order, Your Honor? Well, so. that's not the only thing. If uh, Also, on the uh, store site, they're selling footballs for $88. Baseballs? No, footballs. Didn't they have baseballs? Or it might have been baseballs, too. $88. And that 88 is definitely code, you know, to all these neo-Nazis. It's blatant. So... So when you have crap like that coming out, yeah, there's still going to be some anger. People are still going to be... And I don't blame them. I'm nope. angry, too. So I did say that we we're going to kind of move away from the heavy. Okay, moving on. But but okay, but I, I got one. But but uh, I want folks to understand, we're not moving away from the heavy because we don't want to talk about it. <sighs> okay, we we kind of don't. We don't want to have to. But it's more a matter of. There's only so much that we can handle. And as I said a couple of weeks back, you know, um, I'm still having a really hard time with a lot of stuff and trying to find my balance. So, yeah. We'll we'll deal with the pieces as we can. Um, well, Stephanie just pointed out, by the way, uh, and yeah, I'll, I'll get to you there. Uh, the good news is that uh, his, meaning meaning Donald, his rallies are not getting the venues more than half full. Well, that's good, but we've got a small problem. Bridget, you of all people know full well. Even a stadium with 8,000 people who are refusing to wear masks, who are specifically crammed shoulder to shoulder for the images of the, look how many people are hanging out behind me today, isn't this great, all these people? 
Yeah. Um, Killing people for photo ops. It's priceless. Yeah. Last I heard, um, there are people and people and people and people, especially people of official capacity who have been at these um, events mm-hmm. who are coming down sick, like Secret Service officials. Kimberly or Herman Cain recently. Well, Kimberly Guilfoyle, too, Donald Jr.'s girlfriend. <laughs> I. You and know, she got it from the rally. <laughs> she was there, and that's where she caught it. If anybody wants to brand me as a bad person for this, I will accept that. But I have really gotten to the point of the whole. James Kirk Spock combination of Jim they'll die let them die I'm sorry well, but I there's... think Herman Cain ought to voluntarily give up his bed for another person since he went without a mask and he knows better or he should and especially with the hospitals in Texas, you know, being short on ICU beds and things like that, I think that he ought to give up his bed to another COVID patient who, you know, did did not catch it doing stupid stuff. Is it Texas that's basically at capacity at this point? Uh, they're past capacity, but yeah. Um, they have started too. having to, to move some of the COVID patients to the children's hospital and things like that because they have no more beds. Oh my God, no! Yeah, not. Oh God. Yep. And so I think if somebody you know went out and did something stupid, that they ought to lose that bed to another person who needs it more. I mean, that won't happen to him. He's got enough money to pay for whatever it is that he needs, but. If they don't have the bed space, then I think it ought to go to somebody else, like a child. You know, or a person has a heart attack or something else. That's cold to me, but that's the way that I feel. If there's a shortage, you know? I mean, that's just the way that I feel. I got you. Because um, um, I, I read a couple of days ago that there actually, it was Arizona, Texas... Florida. Uh, and there was another state where they have actually put out the protocols now, you know, and given them to the hospitals, you know, saying that you're going to score your patients to be admitted, you know, on this point system. And these people were the ones who were going to get the treatment. Wasn't it? Um, I know California saw a huge spike recently, too. Yeah, they did. But they're not. I don't think they got those protocols issued. But there were. And Texas was one of the states where those protocols did go out to where they're going to start um, having to ration care. And, uh, you know, do triage and say, well, if you're, you know, old or you have these conditions and we can't treat you. They're at that point. I'm having a real hard time with this one. Uh, the idea of these patients going to a, a children's hospital because mm-hmm. we don't know what the long term implications are going to be if there is cross contamination. No, and uh, forgive me, but um, 
I hate to say it this way, but uh, the likelihood of cross-contamination in a hospital for something like this with children who are very likely immunocompromised for whatever ailments they've gotten, a children's hospital could be anything from broken bones to cancer, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe that the expression is the cross-contamination chances are one. As in, it's going to happen. There's there's simply a matter of just when. Well, we already know what some of the long-term complications are going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a shortage of dialysis nurses right now because a lot of these people are going into renal failure and they're going to need to be on dialysis the rest of their life. And that's one effect that we know about. And Stephanie, yeah. Stephanie's saying, one of the people I follow on YouTube is in isolation because his wife went into hospital as she had heart problems. That got sorted, but she came home with COVID. Um, speaking a little bit from experience here, um, hospitals are not quite as uh, sterile as some people might think. In no. fact... In in fact, when it comes to cross contamination, it's it's very possible. It's almost inevitable if you think of the yeah. idea of people go to a centralized location when they are sick. Well, everybody who is sick is in a centralized location. Yeah, I mean that's and you, you have you have single, you know, you have semi private rooms, so you have like at least two people in there at once, sometimes three. Uh, the first room I was in had had six people in it. Yeah, but you even know, to, to, even before you get to that, just you you go to admitting, you go to triage, yeah. you go to ER. Oh yeah, and triage is a wonderful I mean, place. It's like I said, everybody who is sick for whatever it is, unless you've got a broken bone, which is um, forgive me, not usually communicable. I mean, outside of Brooklyn. Uh, somebody's gonna cross-contaminate somebody else one way or another. It's mm-hmm. just, again, a, a question of what and when. Yeah. But you know, um, so this year we've had COVID. We've had, well, I, I, I think the murder hornets were preempted. Fortunately. <laughs> yeah. Well, they moved up to um, Canada, in which case they just got hailed on. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of which, I shot a video today. Uh, I was coming home from uh, doing some errands, and uh, you didn't have another one of those hailstorms, did you? Uh, no, but the clouds were okay. We did get a downpour. It was almost a Texas grade downpour in terms of how much water came down. It was cold, but thankfully no hail. Hmm. But driving home, uh, I got to this one traffic light, and I've taken a picture at that same intersection before. Yeah, this time the clouds were even darker. Like it was, it was brutal, but like, thankfully this time there was no, uh, nothing solid and, and particularly ice shaped fell from the sky this time. So as I was saying, we've had COVID, we've had wacky weather. We were supposed to have murder hornets, but COVID kind of overtook that. I ran across something just recently 
And okay, we've made lots of jokes about Florida, man, either in public or on the air or in other places. I may have found an explanation. I just love the look I'm getting. Explanation of what? Of of why Florida man is Florida man. And I've got a I've got a, I've got a my cousin Vinny moment going on right about in there. I would love to hear this. I think you would. This is from CNN. A rare case of brain destroying amoeba has been confirmed in Florida. Now, I saw this. Oh, damn. I I saw the headline. Yeah. I didn't read through it because I've seen past situations of this, but um, if if you would like to regale uh, a couple of lines from it, that's fine, and then I will give you my rebuttal. Uh, Anyway, so the Florida Department of Health on Friday announced the confirmed case of Neglario falaral, a microscopic single-cell amoeba that can infect and destroy the brain. It's usually fatal, the DOH said. I love that, usually fatal. One would hope at that point. Uh. Anyways, uh, now, okay, here, here's kind of the, the cold dose of reality. Uh, since 1962, there have only been 37 reported cases of the amoeba in Florida. Uh, this one uh, was found in Hillsborough County, though the DOH did not give any further details. Uh, in the U.S., there have been 143 known infected cases of the amoeba, according to the Florida DOH, and only four have survived. Ooh. Yeah. But it just when I saw brain-destroying amoeba in Florida, I just thought, ooh, that explains a lot. <laughs> All of the Florida man. Yeah, yeah, sadly, the sadly the the cases of Florida man is a little bit disproportional to the to the number of cases actually found of this stuff. Yeah. Oh man. Twenty twenty just needs to go die in a fire already. Hun, it has already <laughs> been kicked into the fire, and it is dragging us by our. Belt loops along with it. Die! It just needs to die. Great. Now I got Tommy Lee Jones in my head. Why won't you just die? (laughs) Worst Batman ever. God, that was so bad. I'm sorry. Moving on. Bad, yes, but not the worst. Dude. No. The one that came after. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. Okay. Tommy Lee Jones was being Tommy Lee Jones. No, you you okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That and in the one you're talking about, uh, Tim Burton at least still had a finger in it at the time. Yeah, the middle one, because everything else was taken away yeah. from him. Yeah. 
but you know, be this it may. Okay. Okay. The reason why I was saying that um, hopefully it would be fatal at that point is the the whole idea of the uh, spongiform encephalitis, which is the technical term for um, the mad cow brain eating disease. If this bacterium is um, eating brain cells, uh, I really don't know how much I would necessarily want to um, survive from that, depending on how much was eaten out of my head. Don't get me wrong. There are some memories I could do without, but um, no, thank you. I I do not want to live my life as... uh, a, a less grotesque Phineas Gage. There's a reference for folks. Wow, that's 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 going back in the history books right there, isn't it? I need mm. to make reference into that, don't I? I don't know how to spell Phineas. Damn. <laughs> you know what? It's close enough. I'll I'll, I'll find it later on on uh, on the Wikipedia. He he was the guy that um, uh, was tamping down uh, explosives with a rebar, and it exploded. And the rebar tried to reach orbital velocity through his cranium, and it didn't. It didn't quite work. He literally was not the same man afterwards. So. Anyway, there, there's that. You can look that up later. On the good oh. side. <laughs> yeah. On the good side of stuff. We've got people who are doing... They're, they're doing their best to help people get through and get by and be comforted. And I'm I'm really I'm really gratified to see that happening once in a while. You know, little little bits here and there, like um, when uh, when we had the graduation for Tiny Tribble, and they had the uh, uh, they took the kids. Well, took the kids. We all got in our cars and we had a parade, literally down Main Street. And there was there was a, a side trip that was taken to one of the teachers to uh, to wave and honk because it was her birthday. She was at home, so everybody did that. But there was a couple of kids on one of the streets that we had to go past that, well... They set up a lemonade stand. Okay, I have not, I have never seen an honest-to-God kid's lemonade stand. For 50 cents, got a drink of, got a drink of lemonades. So we stopped and I had, I gave the little one some money and said, here, go get a drink. What, really? <laughs> yeah. You know what, here's a dollar. Yeah, don't bother coming back with any change. Because I figure, you know, what the hell. 
Now, like I said, admittedly, it's not a big deal. It's not a big thing. But sometimes it's the, it's the little things that, you know, things you don't expect to see. Make stuff good. You know, stuff like that. It's it's interesting. Like um, like I said on Friday, we've been we're starting like our phased reopenings here. Although, really, to to at least me personally, to look at some of the things. Okay, my current employment status aside, um, you know the the stores I need to go to, they're they're all still open. I've been to a couple of smaller shops and they've been open. Um. And kudos to them, which reminds me, I actually have to go out to one of those tomorrow and, and pick some stuff up. Um, but one of the big things that happened just starting last week was um, some of the gyms are opening back up. And I know this is a sore point, especially in New York, after what happened with one particular gym, but that's some of the story. Um, th there was a gym that opened up despite lockdown. And... I can't remember the circumstances behind it, but people were actually, as they were leaving, they were being arrested. It was called uh, Atlas Gym. You can look it up. But anyways, that's that's my story entirely. Um, what I found what I found interesting about this reopening is that you have to book your time online. They have so many slots available. Uh, each for an hour, and you can only book for one hour at a time. <laughs> Which, let's be fair, at this point, I mean, come on, not too many of us can can put up more than an hour. Of <laughs> yeah, believe me, I know, um, given what I went through yesterday. But when you go there, you check in with somebody outside of the facility. They check that your name is on the list, that you are there for that scheduled time. You go in, you buzz with your key card. They let you in, you change, you do your thing, you... And when there's five minutes left, someone actually walks around with a sign saying, you've got five minutes left. So finish up what you're going to do, then get the hell out. Um, it was really funny, though. Yesterday, or today, one of the errands I had to run, I had to go um, answer a question for them. I actually had to go back to the gym today. And I noticed something. Now, customer service people, typically, they put on that phoned-in look or tone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you know, it's like, I'm being nice to you because I have to, because I've been dealing with your crap for the past 16 hours or whatever. All this isolation, being away from people. When I sat there having a conversation with these people and explaining the situation and getting it all resolved, I don't know what it was, but just that, that social interaction. I walked out of there feeling good. You know, like, he's like, oh my God, I actually talked to somebody in real life and it was friendly and we had a conversation and I felt, you know, just it felt really good, you know, as if it was like a little piece of normality that came back. 
And then I walked outside and the heavens opened up and I got soaked on my way back to my car, but that's, you know. <laughs> well, that's that's a different story than what's going on here, unfortunately. And we'll down, again, not, not to stare down my nose or anything like that, but an awful lot of that, you know, more freedom uh, goes on down there. Well, it does. And my husband had to go to the car dealership yesterday um, to get some new tires for the car. I mean, it, it had to be done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the people there were wearing masks and they were very passive aggressive and made it very clear that they were not happy to have to be wearing masks and things at the dealership. And they were very rude and just being assholes to everybody. And, you know, a lot of screaming matches going on back and forth. And it was just really stupid. Well, I mean, given... And no reason for it. And you would think that people would be happy to see some people and, you know, but no. But, you know, Bridge, I saw something yesterday. And I think it's one of the biggest things that I've noticed. And it was on CNN, so so take it how you will. Um, But when Trump was announcing his, his rally at Rushmore and the, the subtitle or whatever you call it said, you know, uh, masks optional, no social distancing required, blah, blah, blah. And right underneath it was Dr. Fauci talking, saying that you should still wear masks. You should Mm -hmm. still social distance. You should still be mindful of the fact that there's a disease out there that could fricking kill you. So you've got, You've got one side of the administration saying, you know, more freedom, forget the masks, whatever, lead, lead, lead by my example. And then you've got other people that are saying, uh, no, the numbers are still spiking. We're still getting people. And then you have the same leader saying, well, the reason we have so many numbers is because we're testing so much. I can't tell like, you how disgusted I've been at that particular that I, that was a facepalm moment especially when he said afterwards you know like well you know hey if we reduce our testing we'll reduce our numbers and i thought what weapons grade, what what weapons grade moron got themselves into office i mean you could cut down on the you know teen pregnancy rate if you quit giving them pregnancy tests you still got to be pumping on a lot of kids though well, no test, no pregnancy, right? Yeah, it's amazing how how many. Yeah, um, that works. Yeah, the same thing <laughs> happens also with, um, you know, um, cop based murder. If you just don't have cameras to record it anymore, but yeah. that's a whole other thing. I'm sorry, I'm kind of stretching. Out. Uh, by the way, uh, TP, hi, good to have you over here. Uh, had also said uh, drove by a YMCA a couple weeks ago. They were eight feet apart, stretching. Yep, great. You know, mm-hmm. every little bit. Um, it also said, uh, as far as to the uh, the way that the dealership was dealing with you, I'd have mm-hmm. left. When weeks ago, when I had to have uh, my car checked for inspection, everybody was great. Normal. Okay. I have been going back to the Honda dealership itself. I know, I know, but just bear with me a second. With the idea that I bought the car from them, I go back to make sure that everything that they do 
is to put the car as close to factory original spec as possible. So there's no funking around, there's no nothing. Everything is the way that it should be so that it lasts as long as possible. Which, you know, be that as it may, they've always been really great. But, like I said, weeks ago when I had to go in there, everybody was wearing masks. Everybody was very cool about it. And everybody was dealing as best they could and was very acknowledging of the situation and how everything was. It was very easy to see that everybody was very um, on eggshells is probably the best way to put it. Try to be very very aware, very self-conscious of what everybody was doing. And you know what? Uh, I would I would much rather have that personally because that makes perfect uh, makes perfect sense. Uh, Stephanie also pointed out uh, cult leader behavior. Yeah. Um, <sighs> yep. That's the reason why Fauci's not, uh, you know, been doing any briefings or, uh, you know, he's been chained pretty much because his message is conflicting with the administration's message and they can't have that. Yeah. So they've put a muzzle on him to keep him out of the view as much as possible. But he's still, uh, from what I've understood, he's still kind of making sure that his message is, is there because whenever anybody brings him up in front of a couple of cameras and asks him questions about stuff, it's just like, oh yeah, well, you know, uh, that's, that's a great question, but you have a fundamental misunderstanding of everything and it's got to do with this and you know, you know, yeah. You remember the thing uh, some some while ago where Bill Nye was coming out of retirement and he's going ahead and he's talking to his kids and he's talking about how everything has just kind of gone to hell. It's just like, yeah, the world's on fucking fire. And he actually yeah. lit a globe on fire in front of him and everybody was just like, Bill Nye said fuck. Um, <laughs> well, um, yeah. Because you're an adult now, and he can pretty well talk to you like the adult that you are. And he's right. But, uh, yeah, Dr. Fauci is... um, He's... um, You know, I think the best way I can put it is... I don't like passive-aggressive personalities, but for you, Doctor, you get a pass on that one. You're the exception to the rule. Well, he's doing what he's got to do. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the, the point is, is that... I'm sorry, I completely is, sidetracked. No, it's okay. No, it, it makes sense because <laughs> there, there's so much mixed messaging going on out there. And between between the media, between the government, between religious leaders, and you know, everybody's got their own thoughts and opinions and all of this stuff, and their minds are already made up. 
And if someone in authority like Dr. Fauci says, uh, no, that you're wrong. There's, oh, you're just a, you're, you're just a shill for the man, or you're just, you know, you're, you're, you're in George Soros's payroll or, um, I have, or my favorite, I'm covered in the blood of Jesus. Oh, good fucking Yeah, Christ. but stuff's starting to get real now with Mexico shutting down parts of their border to keep us out. You know, somebody somebody That's pointed out. Right. You can't even come north right now unless I think No, it's you can't. On- somebody- unless it's essential travel. And that's Yeah, only essential travel. Yep. And, and Mexico's doing that now along their border states. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody pointed out Americans currently cannot leave their country. Free. Mm-hmm. Can't go over the border. I, I was I was about to say can't go north over the border, but for me it's actually west. You know, look at a state map of New York. All right. Geography. Yeah, exactly. We can't go south because Mexico's basically said, uh, yeah, you know what? Um, nah. The EU has basically said, um, no. I, I was trying to, I was trying to find a, a better, uh, a better thing, but the, the only thing that was coming to mind for me was, um, Mel Brooks' silent picture. And uh, when they when they finally called um, Marcel Marceau, no, what did he say? I don't know. I don't speak French. Um, great movie. I I need to find that goddamn movie. Shit, it's been one of those moments right about now. Um, but I mean, we're not welcome could... anywhere now. Sorry, we're not welcome anywhere now. No, uh, Japan has basically said uh, no. Um, New Zealand would basically blow up the plane before it got to them from the U.S. <laughs> yeah. And rightly so, I would imagine. Uh, Take off a wingtip, at least. Um, Australia. All right. Well, no, wait. Australia, I'd say, hey, you really want to chance it? <laughs> yeah. Have we, have we got some real estate for you? <laughs> Yeah, he, we will go to Australia, but I think they would insist on a 14 day quarantine when as soon as you got there at your expense. Yeah, in the outback. Yeah, we we will issue you your your <laughs> we will state issue you your your blue your blue ringed opt, octopus, and we see which one of you hashes it out first. Oh, you see what what you do there is if you go to the middle of the outback. So like I'm I'm talking the dead center of the continent where there is no Nothing. city whatsoever. You put a landing strip there. No. To, no, 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 no. Hold on. No, no. You build, you build enough of a, of a facility that a 747 could land there and take off again. Drop them all off and say, okay, uh, this is your 14-day quarantine. You have 14 days to make it to Sydney. If you don't, oh, well, if you do, you're welcome to stay. <laughs> no, no. And I'm out. See, you can't do that because out, out the middle of the country, um, yeah, you can't build out there because everything melts because it's hot as fuck. It is all just desert waste. All right, it's not exactly desert waste, but you get the idea. I mean, the the rubber of the top. Do they use rubber? Oh, whatever. Whatever it is that they use for the tires would melt into the pavement. Or uh, assuming that pink. 
I'm thinking. I, 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 I'm, I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm looking for a point here. <laughs> I, well, the plane couldn't land because the tires would melt. It would well, damage the aircraft. You could kick him out the kick, kick him out the uh, kick him out the door kick like he'd be white. Shoot. Yeah, well, like he'd be white. Here, just, here we go. Just, all the disc, all the used and discarded N95 masks. Sew them together and make parachutes. No, no. There's 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 better things to do with those. Uh, give give everybody a, a squirrel fursuit and and have them learn how to survive a terminal velocity drop. Am I thinking of the right guy? E.B. White is that is that the guy that uh, parachuted out and nobody knows what happened to him? Am I thinking of the right guy? I have no idea. Shit. Now I don't know if it's the wine talking. Screw it. I don't know. I don't know. E.B. White was the person who wrote Charlotte's Web. But I could be confused. Uh, I don't know. I got nothing. Charlotte's Web. No, you're right there. Uh, oh, I did remember. I don't remember who the hell it was. You know what? Screw it. Figure out another time. I'm not really that interested. In it. Whatever. Guy got to. Uh, guy got a whole bunch of money from people. Hijacked the airplane long enough to to get everybody's money. Uh, opened up the door. Parachuted out. Nobody knows what happened to him. Somewhere out in the Pacific Northwest. Whatever the hell the guy's name was. Whatever. Don't know. Could be dead. We don't know. Whatever. I don't care. I thought it was E.B. White. I could be wrong. Whatever. not a piece of history that was really that truly relevant so you know what screw it i don't care whatever that's still a cool story no it, it, it is although um there there are a lot of question marks as to what happened to him if he parachuted if he's safe if he's still alive somewhere did he end up getting impaled on the treetop and disintegrated eventually so, yeah i don't i don't know i, I don't know D.B. Cooper. See, there is... Wait, is that is that the right name? Wait a minute. D.B. Cooper. D.B. Cooper. There it is. There you go. Good job. T.P. Thank you. <laughs> Brain screw you. See, I, I at least remembered that I had, that it was two, two initials, and I just had the wrong name. I, I knew that there were a couple of periods involved, so I got that much. You know, I don't care, whatever. It's close enough. Chubb, leave me alone. And I remembered an author from a book that I read in fourth grade. There you go. <laughs> but I can't remember what I ate for lunch yesterday, so go figure. Wow, how ironic would it be if it was BLT? <laughs> it wasn't, I can promise you. <laughs> There's some people who are going to have to have it explained to them. Good luck there. Get ready to cry. Although anyway. BLT does sound pretty good right now. Yeah, I, I, I'd pretty much like to have a BLT right about now. I, 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 I had... Okay. A couple weeks back. The last time that we had gone out for like staple food shopping, which is all that we really end up doing at this point, which we got to do again tomorrow. You know, eggs, milk, cheese, pepper, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, uh, 
they had not just regular packages of bacon, but they had basically the equivalent of like food service, three pound <gasps> plastic bags of sliced bacon. Ah, and we had gotten that. And one of the things that I really wanted to do that I didn't do, I wanted to make a bacon weave. And I didn't. Do you want to know why? Why? Because I was too fucking lazy. Oh. I, I could have, I should have. My sister made bacon-wrapped meatloaf once. Okay. It was, inter- it, it, it was okay. interesting. Okay. Uh... She got the recipe on, on Facebook, and it looked really good there, but when it was finished, it was just kind of... Let's just say there was some shrinkage involved. Yeah. Okay. Meatloaf does shrink. So does bacon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does. It, it, it was really nothing more after that than a, than a salty football. Aw. I mean, it was, it was delicious, make no mistake, but... Um, yeah, they they really oversold it on, on the uh, on the video. Yeah, there is that. Yeah, I'm I'm actually kind of disappointed. Tiny Triple does not like meatloaf. Don't know. Mm. And that's sad for me. You make it. I, well, nah, it doesn't doesn't like. I've gotten, I've made it myself. I have gotten pre-made meatloaf from Wegmans out here, which is great. Um, the supermarket chain, relatively local supermarket chain now, uh, based out of Rochester, Wegmans. Um, wow, they're they're great folks. They've been in like the top 10 best companies to work for for the last, I forget how many years it's been. It's been, it's been like 20 years. You know, the idea of list of the best companies to work for, and they're consistently in the top 10. And when they, the one year where they ended up at like 11, and the word came out for whichever, whichever magazine it was, and the company basically said, no, no, that, no, that's not going to stand. And the next year they came back, they're back on the top 10 again, like way up. And it's like, yeah, we, we've got, we've got history here. It's great folks like that. It's a competition. It kind of is. Gotta be top 10. Well, I mean. If you're not, then they have to do something to make it better. Well, yeah. Then again, you know, something, something like that, where it's, we're a good company to work for. I mean, that's a good thing. Oh, Absolutely. It's not something that you hear about very often anymore. Hardly ever. <sighs> True that. I mean, you hear good things about working for Costco, but not Walmart, <laughs> not Target, not most, not in most places. The best job I ever had, and I've talked about this. Numerous times. Best job I ever had was my very first job. Working at a local pharmacy. 
because it was a locally owned group. Makes a difference. The two guys that were running it bought it from the two guys who had it before them. And they they kept the, the name on the front. They just changed the, you know, they, they just changed the behind the scenes name uh, for, you know, the, the doing business as. And there is a, well, admittedly, you know, it was also the, the 80s. So, you know, big difference in what you did, what you could get away with, uh, how much she got paid. But we... We were family. You know, there were only a, there there weren't that many of us that were doing it, but we were close. Saturdays, you know, the, the spring for lunch, and and get uh, get stuff from the deli. Yeah, there wasn't very much that you could look forward to as far as to like company promotions and whatnot, but everybody put in. Everybody did their piece. Everybody everybody dusted the products. Everybody checked for expired merchandise. Everybody uh, vacuumed the floors or washed the windows. Everybody did a little piece. And then it's over the years become... How much can we squeeze out of every corner in order to maximize the best possible? And it hurts to see that. And even though, uh, you know, folks are going to be thinking I'm, I'm kind of pulling a downer here. There is the there is the up on this one. That isn't happening everywhere. There is still groups out there, there are still companies out there, there are still individuals out there who are still running businesses where it's what is it that you're looking for will help you. And they give you a little bit of extra, you know, a, a little extra personal time. A little uh, a, a little bit of you know what, I don't know. Let me find out for you. And they're the they're the little guys. I like that. I like that that's still a thing. I don't want to go to a Mac mall all the time. I'd like to be able to go to a you know little shop if possible sometimes. Not that I'm going anywhere. I've been locked down. Voluntarily locked down since mid-March. So, you know, screw y'all. Yeah, same here. Oh been out of the house once and that was in March to make one last shopping trip to grab all the food that I thought that we would need. <laughs> like dry cereal, bags, bags, bags of it and rice. Well, you could still get it. Oh. Haven't been out since. <laughs> You're killing me because I want to buy a, I want to go back up to the Asian market and buy the big bag of rice again. 20, shit, how, was it 20, 25 kilo? Yeah, I think it's like a twenty-five kilo bag of of rice. And yeah, before anybody okay. gives up, before anybody gets on me, it's because my mother-in-law—that's what she would get. She would get a twenty-five pound bag, 
and she would bring it back an hour drive from the Buffalo area out to where they lived out in the freaking sticks where there are more cows than people, no lie, and she would put it into a trash bag, into a metal trash can in the kitchen so that she could just wrap everything back over, cover it up, done. And it would last a long time with, oh shit, how many kids was it? Uh, how many were in the house? Seven? I think it was seven overall. So, you know, and mom was from Japan, literally from Japan. So, you know. So I got a 25 pound bag of rice from the uh, international market and got basmati rice out the wazoo. I mean, just, <laughs> I'm good. And I uh, got a whole bunch of, of uh, noodles, too. Stir-fried noodles. I got, like, a couple of cases of the. Okay. Yeah, I did that back in March. Okay. Because I was thinking ahead, because I was like, yeah, they're about to lock us down any minute. So yeah. on the way home from my last day at, at work, uh, yeah, I stopped and grabbed a whole bunch of stuff. And I haven't been out since. That was like March 20th. You know, um, Dallin, um, one of the first times that uh, we we got back out of the house after the the lockdowns had started, so late March, um, we're going through the store and we're looking at the very, very, very empty shelves overall of stuff and looking at the, the pasta section. What's left are the really expensive items because for whatever reason some of these companies think they can charge you know double the price of everything else but the stuff that was even of the super cheap that was still on the shelf at the time that we kind of laughed a little bit about lasagna noodles <laughs> oh angel hair was mine I stuck on the angel hair no 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 you're you're missing that lasagna noodles we're still on the shelf. Like nobody had touched them. And lasagna's too much work. What are you talking about? L- lasagna noodles, if you want to do lasagna, you need uh-huh. you need the noodles. Yes. You need tomato sauce. Maybe meat. I personally like to have ground beef along with it. You need ragotta. You need uh managat. And then you need several times to level through all of that, which means that it's a lot of effort and a lot of work. Yep. For a lot of food that you're just going to snack on at three in the morning, and that's really a bad idea. To t- We're not talking about me anymore. Not gonna, not gonna, that's not to make, too, though, with all the cheeses and everything. Oh, it's so good, though. It is good. Oh, it's so good. But that's why the lasagna noodles were left. And if you'll remember at that time... You could not find meat in the stores. Or at least in my store. There was no meat. There was no ground beef. There was no chicken. There was no nothing. It was all gone. Yeah, there was a, there was a lot of that going on. And, you know, we had gone to, uh, we'd gone to BJ's Wholesale. Kind of like a Costco, you know, uh, mm-hmm. like that. And at that point, there was also a, a situation of a meat you know, n- not being delivered yet. <laughs> Seeker, I'm sorry, making you hungry. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> but, um, 
you know, I don't know what this says about us, that I saw that there was like one, two, maybe three packages of, uh, of um, chicken that was left on, in, the, in, the, in the cooler. And I looked at it and I'm, I thought about it and I just said, you know what? Take the nah. last ones. No, we'll leave, we're not in such shape that we can't get away without it. Let's leave it for somebody else that actually needs it more. So we just didn't. You know, we, we, we worked with other stuff. It's, it's, you know, when you, when you think about it in the terms of buy, don't hoard, you know, you, you start to think about what everybody else needs. I like being thoughtful sometimes. It's just me, I guess. Uh, farmer's markets. Yeah, Stephanie, farmer's markets are, um, they're a little bit difficult, uh, at, at the moment. And being out here where I live, which is a very agricultural area, there are a lot of farms. There are a lot of, there, there is a take your tractor to school day out here. Okay. So for anybody that doesn't quite get it. Farmers markets are kind of a big deal out around the area where I live because I mean, you know, a lot of stuff, but the, the con congregation congregating, uh, is, is the problem. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm I'm really worried about that, even in an outdoors event, because you know, li- little close. I know it's probably a little bit of paranoia, but at the same time, I don't know what's more, what's you know what's more important, being a little paranoid and being mocked for it, or the iron lung. I mean, personally speaking, I'd rather just go with the paranoia. Just, just me. Well, I mean, if you have a mask on and you're, you know, six feet away, it's actually safer than being in, inside at the grocery store because the air will help disperse the, you know, the virus particles and things like that. So it's actually safer to be outside. Mm. Yeah, we will see. Well, it's it's true, and Doctor Fauci will back me up on that. He <laughs> says the same thing. <laughs> Oh, God. He said he would actually be okay with outside dining as long as, you know, there's enough distance and things like that. But as far as going inside, there's no way in hell he would do that. And that's what he said yesterday. But, you know, he said if he was eight feet away and, you know, he would be okay outside. Yeah, we'll have to see how that plays out. Um, we're getting, uh, well, actually we just hit the top of the hour, so we gotta, we gotta see about, uh, closing up, uh, everything at the moment. Uh, personally, I don't really have very much of anything else to, to add to everything. I mean, I'd love to talk more about the nicer stuff. Oh, I'll, I'll drop, uh, I'll, I'll drop one item over here. There is a, there is a documentary, doc. 
documentary. Yeah, take three. A document. What the hell, face? <laughs> this is. That's sweet. There is a film that was recently released. Shut up. Um, called the Fandom. At least I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Uh, was just released yesterday, I believe it was. Anyway, it was about the furry fandom. Yeah, it was a, a rundown of the history of the furry fandom. And I know for a lot of folks, you know, it's not really that interesting. But it was... It was a great, well-researched, well-interviewed, well-edited piece of documentation of the history of the fandom. The furry fandom, as we know it today. And... It was beautiful. I loved it. I cried. Yes, I will admit it. I cried. A lot of other people who commented on it also said that they cried too for various reasons. But there is one piece about it that I really loved having seen people comment on. The concept of a fursona. The idea that people would be making a furry character that was supposed to be a representation of the best of self can be directly attributed. The very first one that is actually really acknowledged was done by an African-American man. So anybody that wants to go ahead and just shit all over the furry fandom because they've got some kind of a thing up their ass about alt-right stuff and, and, and white power and all that stuff. Yeah, guess what? The whole concept of it came down originally to a black dude. Suck on that for a while. Yeah, am I looking to, to piss off people? Yeah, just a little bit. I don't care. Which, by the way... um. Dr. Conway was in there, and oh my god, video of him 20 years ago, plus oh my god, he was such a dorky little thin speck of a kid. Oh my god. He was adorable. <laughs> Gotta have him on so we can talk about that. Um, Anthrocon Weekend is actually going on, so he is still doing uh, the overview of the virtual con Including he was doing his uh, he was doing his uh hap his not happy hour his uh, uh, his talk uh talk hour story time but since normally he's on stage at Anthrocon he's not allowed to drink nearly as much as he would like to because otherwise he has to be carried up to his room but as he put it I'm sitting at home. On my own couch. I guess we'll see what happens. So uh, we'll we'll have to see about uh, we'll see we'll have to see about having him back to kind of talk about all that. Um, Dallin, what uh, what what last item do you want to throw in here? Uh, now that I've gone ahead and said I don't have very much of anything to talk about. Oh yeah, <laughs> let me let me give you five minutes of this. Fuck me. 
No, it's that actually is it's it's cool and interesting to hear about that. Uh, also glad to see that uh, Anthrocon is actually going on in some capacity. Yeah, I feel bad that I didn't do anything for it because I mean, <sighs> I. I mean, really, we all, we all had plans, and then you know, tell me about uh, it. A, a certain virus popped up and kind of said, "Um, yeah, th- this this year of yours, y- yeah, no, we we're not we're not doing that." What's that? You wanted to have a life? Nope, sorry, can't do that. But yeah, I mean, hey, uh, both our nations, we made it through another year. So far, <laughs> um, yeah, I'd say um, you know with, with all the stuff that's going on right now, um, keep doing what you're doing. You know, wanting to change the world is fine, but make sure before you take that leap that you yourself are okay. I guess is all I can really say there is just, you know, before you can take care of take care of others, make sure you're able to take care of yourself. So, that's what all I got. Yeah, it's true that, man. That's a hard thing to remember sometimes. But thank you, man. Bridget, what uh, what last item do you want to go ahead and uh, piss people off with at this point? Not that yet. I don't really have anything. I talk a whole lot, so, eh. I don't know that you talk enough, personally, but... <laughs> then again, I'm, I'm also... more than Joseph. Joseph didn't talk at all. Well, I mean, th- there's a reason for that. Okay. I think he fell asleep. Mm. <laughs> Which would not at all surprise me. I mean, it is, you know, O-Dark stupid over... Well, it starts at O-Dark stupid over there, so... Yeah, so happy early Bastille Day. Yes. Did you did you see the news articles about that uh, people had set up a, uh, uh, a, a, um, a guillotine outside of Jeff Bezos' place? I didn't. Yeah... And I think they cost what exactly the amount that we paid that we got in our stimulus checks, like twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that you could get. Uh, I'm pretty sure that you could get a uh, uh, a little bit of a discount on that if you used Honey.com. Just I, I don't know. <laughs> actually, I wonder if they bought it off Amazon. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think that's such a good idea. I'm not. I'm, no, not gonna. Not gonna look for it. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. It's either that's either a sign of incredible irony or blind stupidity. One of the two. But that's another story. Yeah. Shout out to the NSA people. Yes. All you guys over there at Echelon. You're our people. Thank you very much. I, you know, I've I've talked about it before. Nobody nobody knows about Project Echelon anymore. I don't think. Oh well, I do. 
whatever. Anyway. I, I, I know about it. You know about it. Okay, fine. Uh, Joseph, by any stretch, do you happen to still be there or awake or, or not? Because I don't see you as... I'm getting the funny film that maybe he fell asleep. Very which is which is going to be funny as all hell because he's going to he's going to check in on the whole damn thing afterwards. He's going to be like, "Oh my god, I fell. Asleep. I'm sorry." Uh. Oh well. Oh well, that's all right. You know what? Uh, so uh, that case, we'll we'll just we'll just uh, we'll just close it all together at this point. Doesn't really much matter anyway. Everybody, thank you very much for being with us. We hope that you had yourself a, a good day, a safe holiday, of course. And we hope that it gave you something to, worthwhile to think about for tonight. Uh, since Joseph appears to be probably MIA on his behalf, everybody take care of yourselves. And uh, don't come to France. We've got enough crazy people in France as it is, so. I'm I'm gonna go with that, and if he wants to correct me, he can come on and uh, turn on turn on his microphone and correct me right now. Go ahead and do it. <laughs> okay, so I'm good right there. That's that's exactly what. Silly little French people. We'll, we'll we'll go with that. It's perfectly fine. Uh, Bridget, you know, thank you. I'm glad you're here. You take care of yourself, and um, yeah. You know what? You get your big opportunity right here, because uh, I'm pretty sure that you'd be more than happy to expand your uh, your uh, in, 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 invectives. You know what? Curse out whoever it is the hell you want at this point. I don't care. Fuck Mike Pence. And if there's any truth to this whole bounty thing, you know, with Russia paying the Taliban money to kill our troops, then fuck them and fuck Trump for letting it happen. People want to contact you. And last thing I'm going to say about that is I am sick and tired of the military being used as props. And I'm sick and tired of them being used as fodder. I am not a prop and I am not a cannon fodder. So just and if people want to contact me, they can send me a friend request on Facebook, Bridget Fitch. Uh, find me a blog at BridgetFitch2112.wordpress.com. And I guess I need to buy the internet domain, fuck Mike Pence. I haven't bought it, though, but I'm going to check into it. And then just have that redirect to a... Um... I don't know. I, I guess it's support Biden side or something. <laughs> uh, P E N S E C E C E. Fuck. Edit that one out, would you? For me, thanks. I appreciate that. <gasps> Is it available? No, but even better. Even better. Somebody has it. Fuck Mike. Pence.com redirects to USA.gov slash register hyphen to hyphen vote. I'm yes. fine. I'm <laughs> fine with this. I am fine with this. That's awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, fuck Mike Please use that op any opportunity that you can. 
Oh, you know, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. I, you, what's the expression? I ain't even mad. I ain't even mad. Whoever, whoever did that, genius. <laughs> you know, I am certain that we could very easily find out who it was, where the hell they came from. Doesn't matter. But, um, oh, that's gorgeous. I just, oh. About us and sight notices. Hmm. Learn more about the history mission of the USA.gov. So it's apparently uh, USA.gov. Oh, oh, okay. Without doing any kind of like lookup information, I just suddenly thought about it. In order to get a .gov domain, you have to be an actual government entity. Yeah. Somebody bought fuckmikepence.com just so that they could redirect it for free to the the sign-up page at this oh. .gov. It's not... This isn't the first time I see something like this. I no, mean, but I've... I, oh, wow. That's great. I wonder if it's that same people behind the account on Twitter, the angry staffer. <laughs> oh, my God. There, there are so many of those types of accounts that um those are hilarious they, i love to follow those um uh, for anybody that wants to go looking through the follow list for uh hctv's uh twitter account um i did have it follow a couple of those um uh what the hell was it was it uh alt nasa or or uh, yeah stuff, and, stuff and like that you have forest service and all yeah uh, i i followed that a whole bunch of those that was great that was great. See, now you're making me wonder whatever happened to uh, the Central Park, uh, the Central Park snake. Um, shit, I'm gonna look that up after we get done over here because I, I gotta, I gotta wonder about. It. That's actually really great. Oh, the sarcastic rover one is really good too. He, oh. that one's hilarious. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, that's true. Dallin, um. I know it's not the wine. I know a good portion of it right now is just me being tired, but um, I'm I'm having a really good laugh right about now, and I hope you are too, man. Yeah. Um. Like I said, it's been uh, honestly we're we're just over the halfway mark in this year, and honestly, I think this is the first time in a long time I've woken up every morning and went okay. What's next? But, uh, yeah, it's been, <sighs> may, may you live in interesting times? My God, are we living that statement or what? Yeah. I'm like, what's next giant meteor. <sighs> you can't stop and go, you, you can't stop with, you know, it's been, and I just hear in my head, Tasty's looking at me. It just no, don't do this to me, man. Screw, you don't screw you. Screw you, brain. Okay, uh, I, I I do this. I, I do this show. Why? Because it's fun. Mm. 
Are we still live? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, Joseph. <laughs> there it is. You ask the question, Dallin, you get a fucking answer right there. <laughs> I fell asleep. Sorry, guys. Jujin <laughs> called it. Called it. Called it. I called it. <laughs> I already said goodnight on your behalf, Joseph, but if you want to go ahead and say goodnight to everybody, go right ahead. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Take care, all. Sweet dreams. <laughs> okay. Fuck it, I'm going back to bed. Okay, you did. <laughs> Have a good week. <laughs> good morning. Oh, God damn it. What did I say? What did I say? <laughs> he fell asleep. <laughs> no. Why do Any I problem? do this? Because it's fun. Because fun. you laugh. That's, see? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd probably end up missing stuff like that if, uh, wasn't here so and hey look at look at look at the bright side you even got to you even got to hear uh, bridget snort so <laughs> you know, if if you if you can isolate that so that we can have that as a sound effect that'd be oh, great no. i appreciate that uh, <laughs> I, you, you can auto tune no well, to be fair <laughs> to be fair i was doing some recording uh, a few days ago and of course, one of the things you got to do is you got to stay hydrated, you know, otherwise the throat kind of, yeah, you know, your recording comes out a little scratchy, you know, I'm sure I have absolutely and, no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, there you go. So I'm taking a break, take a sip of water, you know, and about to get back into it. And, I'm, you know, blah, 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 blah. All of a sudden, belch. I'm like, yeah, I'm keeping that one. <laughs> So that, that literally was cut paste re export. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. God. Worth but, it. Uh, well, that kind yeah, of so, why the wolf man looked like that. Uh, so, and for anybody who's wondering, dry. why, yeah, why is uh, Shujin asking me about all of this, you know, audio recording and stuff like that? That's because I'm the curator of the audio version of this show over at holycraptheblogcast.com. I also got my own consciousness stream type of blog place over at inthewind.yo5.ca. And although I missed this week because um, I was dealing with some stuff, but um, yeah, there should be a new episode coming up on Monday at uh, my new podcast, The Kick in the Cast, over at kickit.yo5.ca. Thank you, man. Uh, it's going to be one of those nights for about the next 10 minutes or so before I finally fall asleep. Anyway, thank you for being with us, everybody. We hope that you, uh, you did well for yourself. And uh, you know, for the folks uh, over on the live chat, which was uh, Stephanie and TP, thank you guys again. A safe week to you. you take care of yourselves. Uh, if you would like to be leaving a voicemail message, of course, you can always do that. Reasons it's 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554, because uh, there is also 
a sister show that I got started with for Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time called Holy Crap the Phone Cast on this very same YouTube channel. Uh, I don't know if it's going to keep that name, but we'll see. I have to, I have to kind of check in with the, the Sam and Rebecca because um, I I gave I, I gave Becca the uh, the information for the script and then um she was just like yeah you're gonna have to check it with me in a couple of days because uh we're out in the woods right now and it's kind of busy and we don't have very much in the line of data so uh because i forgot um field day for ham radio guys i forgot about that so i'm gonna check back in and make sure that the the name the title is all good because otherwise i gotta kind of come up with a new thing a little bit but be this it may You'll take care of yourselves. Seriously, I know we 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 had a lot of uh, a lot of joking and whatnot, but you know, with everything that's been going on, with the unrest, with the medical stuff, please be careful. Please be safe. For those of you that are going to take the time out to go out on the water, okay, you know, yeah, you want to get out, fine. I'll say it every damned show during the summer months. If you're going to be out on the water, do not be drinking alcohol. You fall down drunk on dry land, you bump your head. You fall down drunk into the water, you might not ever come out. Don't do that. We want you back. So in the meantime... I guess now is about as good a time as any. So, until the next time we get together, everyone, I wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. Happy Canada Day. Happy Friendship Festival. Happy Independence Day. And have a good week. And for my lady, of course, as always, 15... 15 years on, I am still in love. Well... Matane Fujin, I love you, I miss you, dream of me. Until the next time we get together, everyone, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.